Hi there, and welcome to Sheltered Journey, a place where parents and caregivers of children living with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges can come anytime, anywhere to feel less alone, less isolated in their journey. A place where their experiences are shared, acknowledged, and honored. This is also a place for people who may not be on this particular journey, but who want to learn, understand, and be more supportive of the people in their lives who are on this path. You can listen to all episodes of Sheltered Journey at www.shelteredjourney.com. Also at the website, you can show your support for my work on Sheltered Journey with a donation, and I thank you very much. This episode of Sheltered Journey is called Reminders. Reminders. We all need them. To pay bills, remember doctor's appointments, meetings, birthdays and anniversaries, to call relatives and friends. We remind ourselves to drink more water, move more, take vitamins, get more sleep. We set these reminders on our cell phones, write them in our daily planners and calendars, or on dry erase boards stuck on the doors of refrigerators, jot them down on post-its, and put the sticky notes somewhere we can easily see them. We hastily scribble reminders on the backs of envelopes and then sometimes can't understand what we wrote. And if you're like me, you may even write a reminder or two on the inside of your palm and then forget that the reminder is there, wash your hands, and then it's gone. Oh, well. And sometimes reminders are set up for us. That annoying chirp we hear from a smoke alarm is a reminder that it's time to change the batteries. So reminders are a part of our existence. We need them to keep up with the many moving parts of our lives. There are, however, specific reminders that are especially important for parents and caregivers of children living with challenges. Reminders that can bring comfort, help us to get through difficult times, give us support in a world in which we may feel isolated and alone, assist us in remembering ourselves as people with hopes, dreams, and needs, in addition to our role as a parent or caregiver. In many ways, the Sheltered Journey podcast is here to offer those reminders. In this specific episode, I'll highlight a few. And moving forward, I'll try to do these reminder episodes every few weeks. So here's a few reminders for you in no particular order. Reminder number one, release difficult feelings. You might also call this the rant, rave, and let it out reminder. In my own experiences and in connecting with other parents and caregivers on this path, there is a real benefit in releasing the truth of our experiences as opposed to holding it in or denying that it exists. For example, 
I've spoken in previous episodes about difficult feelings I've had toward my daughter, V, who lives with emotional and developmental challenges. My relationship with V has been a bumpy one. And as a result, there are feelings that I denied to myself because I felt ashamed for having them. I felt that as a mother, I had no right to feel them, that I had somehow broken the mother code of ethical behavior, whatever that may be. Yet I cannot deny that I sometimes feel numb in terms of my love for V. I'd compare it to the numbness you feel when a dentist has injected you with Novocaine during a procedure. In terms of my feelings, I know the love is behind that numbness, but it's been pummeled and beaten down so many times that it's hard for me to access it. And that's a reality, one that I live with. Yet, oddly enough, Admitting that particular truth to myself released me and helped me to feel more warmth and love toward V, not less. Releasing the burden of carrying these feelings feels good. Understanding that for me and for so many other parents and caregivers on this path, that it is impossible not to have difficult feelings given the day-to-day realities of our journeys. And letting those difficult feelings out can be a very powerful release for us. In reminding ourselves to rant, rave, and let it out, we must also remember to release our feelings in a safe environment, such as within a support group, to a therapist, to a trusted friend or loved one, who will not judge us or misunderstand our feelings and the journey that got us to feeling this way. Or we can simply release feelings to ourselves, as doing so often feels like putting down a tremendous weight that we've been carrying on our backs. Reminder number two. Celebrate the smallest of victories. Scrolling through Facebook pages and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok posts, you don't often find the celebratory posts of parents and caregivers on this path. Because the magnitude of the event that we celebrate isn't always recognized by others not on this journey. Yet celebrate we must. Perhaps a child is sleeping again after days, weeks, maybe much longer, of not sleeping regularly. And as a result of them not sleeping, you are not sleeping. But after many tries, you found a medication that works, and now your child is sleeping. That is a hallelujah moment and cause for celebration. In terms of medication, we can celebrate that we have found the right combination of medications that bring some relief to our child's struggles. Because finding the right medication cocktail can take a long time. We can celebrate that our child agrees to take their medication on a regular basis, because for many of us, that is huge. 
Perhaps a child who has been lost to mental illness has moments of clarity where they are able to truly recognize they are in need of therapeutic and medicinal help. That recognition alone is cause for celebration. In any of these situations, we don't know what the future holds. But in that moment, we celebrate. Celebrate the smallest of victories, because they are not small at all. Reminder number three. Take care of yourself. Self-care is one of those reminders that we all need, whether we are on this journey as a parent or caregiver of a child living with challenges or not. However, for those of us on this path, our self-care may look and feel a bit different. For example, self-care for many people on this path is having a personal therapist, which gives them a place to regularly share their feelings. If you don't have a therapist, you might want to consider finding one in your area. I see a therapist, and it has made a tremendous difference in my life and that I have a safe place to release each week. I also take antidepressants as part of my own self-care because I find them very beneficial. For me, this type of medication has helped to steady me on this roller coaster ride of loving and advocating for a child living with emotional and developmental challenges. I realize that medication is a very personal choice, but for me, it has smoothed the road quite a bit, and for that I am grateful. Self-care also relates to how you deal with people in your world. For me, self-care means that I don't answer phone calls and texts when I need to reset and recharge. Yes, I pick up the calls related to V and her care, but when a friend or extended family member calls and wants to chat or check in and I just don't have the energy or capacity to do so, I give myself permission to not pick up the phone and not answer the text. I will get back to that person eventually. But when I am in a difficult place, my self-care involves shutting out the noise of my life. I say this often and I'll say it again. Support groups, online and in person, are a very important part of self-care because you will find others with similar experiences who can relate to your reality. There are many private online support groups on Facebook related to parents and caregivers of children with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges. You can also look for local support groups in your area by doing a Google search. And I think of the Sheltered Journey podcast as a part of self-care for parents and caregivers on this path. Listeners write to me each week telling me how they have connected with specific episodes and, as a result, feel part of a supportive community. Reminder number four. Remember and honor your own self-growth. 
In episode 20, titled, How Have You Changed?, I talked about how being on this journey changes parents and caregivers. After the episode aired, I heard from many listeners who talked about how being on this path has resulted in them being more empathetic, more compassionate, and understanding of other people's struggles and realities. That is certainly beautiful, monumental growth. As parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, we often need reminders that are tailored just for us, a few of which I have mentioned here. One reminder that I hope you will always carry is this. You are not alone. There is a world full of parents and caregivers walking on this difficult path with you. We understand the days that feel like carrying a thousand-pound boulder up a hill. We understand the guilt that is sometimes a part of being on this path. We understand what it is to be completely exhausted from this journey. Yet we continue with our realities the best we can. If you would like to share your journey, or you just want to say hi, you can email me at shelteredjourney at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-T-E-R-E-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y at gmail.com. Your privacy will always be honored and respected. Finally, I invite you to do an imagination exercise. I do these all the time, and I love them. Imagine that money and time were not an issue. Now, I know that's difficult, but for this exercise, just let your imagination run free. In this space, what would you like to do? It can be anything. Let your mind wander and go to that place of possibilities even for the briefest of moments. Thank you for listening to Sheltered Journey. Be well.